Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in. We're here with Tula founder Eric Peterson for another podcast episode all about the work we do here at the Hackeye Institute on the coast of British Columbia. Stay tuned for more episodes coming straight to your inbox or download the podcast and listen on your way to work. Once again, here is Eric's podcast. The topic today is the Tula Foundation's expanded commitment to journalism. Anyone who knows our work knows about our commitment to science and technology via the Hakai Institute. Most people know that we also publish the Hakai Magazine. People might imagine that the magazine is just some public relations vehicle designed to chronicle the Hakai Institute's wondrous accomplishments. But that's definitely not the case. The Hakai Magazine is an independent entity with its own mission. Jude Isabella leads a team of editors, writers, and designers that goes wherever great stories of science and societies are to be found on the world's coastlines. Typically, the first look I get at a Hackeye magazine story is via my Twitter feed on the day it's published. I celebrate the magazine's growing success and recognition. But the Hackeye magazine is just the tip of an iceberg, the tip of our enduring interest in independent journalism. When we started the Tula Foundation more than 15 years ago, it seemed as though the internet offered a wealth of opportunities for journalism to flourish, to become more creative and democratic. I nibbled at the edges of journalism for a decade or so. Most notably, I became a minority owner slash patron of the TAI, a Vancouver-based online news outlet that covered local and regional issues from a progressive viewpoint. In fact, I met Jude Isabella via the science stories she contributed to the TAI. That encounter spawned the Hakai magazine and meant that we've concentrated our journalistic energies on science for the last few years. But the Tula Foundation has wider interests that extend far beyond science on BC's coastal margin. That's reflected in the Tula tagline, Innovation and Solutions in the Public Interest. Our wider interests include preserving democracy, the integrity of legal systems, public health, sustainable development, housing and transportation, building engaged communities, and social justice generally. For example, many of you know about the Tula Foundation's program in community health care in rural and indigenous regions of Guatemala, which after 15 years continues to grow and flourish. And some of you recall our decade of sustaining support for the Environmental Law Center at the University of Victoria through the epic Enbridge Northern Gateway fight and other campaigns. But we know we can't do everything. We need to concentrate on what we know and where we can have an impact. But I do believe the public interest journalism is one such area. And it potentially opens the door to having a wider impact on some of those other areas that we care so much about. In my view, the core principles of science and journalism overlap. For both disciplines, the first obligation must be to the truth. And I'm not shy about using that word truth. Truth in this context is the process that begins with assembling and verifying the facts, then giving an honest and reliable account of their meaning, always subject to further investigation and revision. This commitment to getting it right is the foundation upon which everything else is built. We have decided to renew and expand our commitment to journalism for two reasons. First, independent journalism is increasingly threatened. Second, we have the opportunity to have an impact, if only in a relatively small way. Journalism is now threatened on so many levels. First, there are the direct attacks on journalists, 
the most obvious example being the recent murder of the Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Next, there are the attacks on journalist credibility, particularly in the United States, the most egregious example being President Trump's declaration that the critical press is, quote, the enemy of the people. At a structural level, the Internet has collapsed the traditional financial model of journalism, which was based mainly on advertising. Local news outlets in Canada have been particularly hard hit. There is now an unhealthy concentration of media ownership in a very few hands. Finally, the Internet, particularly social media, has overwhelmed serious journalism with content of unknown provenance, uneven quality, and in some cases malicious intent. Let me make an analogy to illustrate this last point. These days, people care more and more about the provenance of the food they eat, its nutritional quality, its safety, its origin, its environmental impact, whether animals and workers involved in its production were treated humanely and ethically. People are no longer content to just blindly feed on a stream of junk food. But many of those same people are content to be fed their daily diet of news from social media. Yes, there may be a sprinkling of bona fide journalism from transparent sources, but it's buried in a torrent of clickbait, the news equivalent of junk food, along with half-truths, propaganda, conspiracy theories, and deliberate deception. Many readers are overwhelmed, bewildered by the quantity of so-called news they see every day, confused by what's real and what's fake. The purpose of journalism is to provide citizens with the information they need to make the best possible decisions about their lives, their communities, their societies, and their governments. Without journalists providing reliable information, how can people make sense out of their world and their place in it? How can they exercise the responsibilities of citizenship? But I never want to get involved in something unless there is some tangible way that we can contribute. Two recent events have changed the landscape and made me decide to get more involved in this area. First, I've been asked to take over full responsibility for the TAI. This is based in no small part on the quality of work done by the Hakai magazine. I agreed to do so starting last September. Second, the federal government has recently announced changes to the tax rules and made public interest journalism a recognized charitable activity. This has opened the door for the Tula Foundation to become a credible, unimpeachable sponsor of the TAI. So what do I hope to see from the TAI? I hope to see it build on the assets the TAI already has. Its record of journalism, its awards, its reputation for innovation, and above all, the dedication of its community of loyal readers who have sustained it financially through thick and thin. To increase the quality and quantity of its journalism, to be defiantly independent, politically, financially, and in all other ways, to have no hidden agendas or loyalties, to speak with authority on the issues the Taiyi knows well and its readers care about, where possible, to offer solutions to go along with the critiques, to enhance stories with more visual elements, photography, video, graphics. To diversify content, readers want to be nourished by fresh ideas by new writers. To cover local BC issues comprehensively, but also to offer perspectives on regional, national, and international topics. To pay particular attention to the cross-border region we call Cascadia. To build alliances with other publications. Our success is based on our alliances to syndicate branded and trusted Thai content far and wide, including via social media, to provide a nourishing alternative to all that news junk food. As you know, we're used to being successful at what we do, so we should expect to see the same from the Thai as it joins our extended family.
Allí fueron los sombreros con sus campanas, sus fideos.